This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Bored of too many ads and dull, meaningless chat? We've got neither. Joy Drive, smart, fun radio. Dr. Singh, have you heard of it? Well, what is it? And why is the Australian government planning on criminalising it? Well, Rob Cover is a professor of digital communication and co-director of the RMIT Digital Ethno- Ethnography. Did I say that right, Rob? Uh, ethnography, yeah. Ethnography. Um, Rob, let's talk about doxing. Is it a relatively new term or has it been around for years? It's a pretty new term. I mean, it uh, comes, the, the term itself comes out of docs. So it's about releasing private information or docs uh, that people have shared with others and sending it out to a wide public. So it's things like medical or financial records, employment details, names, addresses, names of family members and so on. So it's different to, uh, say, a privacy breach where just a certain amount of data is released. Yeah, and it's different from a privacy breach because it's about info that people have shared in some space online, but not necessarily with the wider public. And they've done it without expecting that someone is actually going to on-forward it to other people. Why is it uh, potentially so harmful to the individuals who have their documents released? Well, a few reasons, really. I mean, we're talking about people who, over the last 20 years, have got used to navigating the complex social media privacy arrangements. So, you know, sharing some things and trusting that, you know, they're, like their friends on Facebook will not, um, you know, share that with other people. Putting something up on Tumblr, you know, maybe about their sexuality or gender identity that they don't necessarily want their family to know and not expecting it, you know, to end up on their other social media. So what we're actually seeing now out of it is, you know, because it's, it often is used to shame or hurt people, we're seeing an increase in suicide attempts. We're seeing serious mental health impacts, you know, from people who are being, they're feeling that they're regularly exposed or threatened. People having to move homes because they don't feel safe having their private address sent out to the public, especially if they've said something controversial online. And uh, employment issues, uh, particularly if they've, you know, the, the doc's material was controversial and their employer wants to distance themselves from them. Are we seeing uh, sort of sophisticated uh, actors getting access to these documents? I mean, it's the whole document that is being released, or is it just anyone going in and, you know, stealing it from someone's desk and then publishing it? It's it's a bit of both, really. I mean, it's uh, some of it is pretty well orchestrated groups of people who've got a beef with another group and they um, you know, will hunt out information about them. So you know, they'll go and join their other social media profiles, they'll pretend to be a friend, they'll add, you know, try to get added on LinkedIn just to get some kind of information. So they're, they're doing a lot of uh, research. Others, it's just the outcome of a, you know, a heated online argument someone's losing and they want to hurt the person that they're arguing with. So they'll find a bit of information and share that widely. They look at this person. Is it it increasing the number of doxing uh, attempts? 
Yeah, we think so. Uh, we don't have any statistics in Australia, the extent of it. So we know it's harmful for the, the probably fairly small number here so far, but it does seem to be on the increase. In the US, best research is showing about 4% of people reporting that they've been doxxed, you know, which is in the, in the several millions. Now, originally, uh, it was used, uh, I suppose, to fight against hate speech. How did it get from being used uh, for a good reason to being used now to um, release people's documents? Well, it's it's really been a lot of it's been about the polarisation of uh, contemporary debate, and you know, there's, it's pretty complex because there's not necessarily a good right and wrong around this. You know, we're used to we're used to seeing uh, public figures being doxxed when there's been some kind of breach of integrity. You know, a politician who's you know against uh, you know drinking or partying, and you know, suddenly there's photos on their private Instagram of them you know at a party with uh, people draped all over them. And yeah, and that's sort of okay because it's holding them to account if they're making policy decisions that are going to affect other people. Um, Newspapers have done that for a long time. Tabloids, uh, in particular, you know, have uh, made a lot of money out of doing that. But others now, we're, we're starting to see it weaponized in the kinds of polarized debates. So you might get say, um, a group of uh, you know so, someone who's secretly a neo-Nazi, and uh, and that's revealed as a way of calling them out and shaming them. And whether that's right or wrong is not really clear yet. So there's a lot of work that we have to do to try to figure out, you know, where we stand as a as a community on, you know, who should be shamed, who should be humiliated, or whether shaming and humiliation are ever okay. Rob, while we're figuring that out, what can we do to protect ourselves from being doxxed? Well, there are a few things that we do have to do on our own, especially while we're waiting for you know, better legislation uh, around it. Um, I mean, one thing is to never share a home or workplace address online. You know, try to avoid doing that with anyone, you know, a phone number, a location, and, and you know, even in a private online group or you know, a private online forum with people you trust, you can never be sure that someone's been let in. It's trying to restrict our geolocation settings so we can't necessarily be tracked in an image. Um, not giving our workplace details, you know. Well, I mean, sometimes we have to. Sometimes, you know, it's important to do that in LinkedIn. But, you know, not sharing too much information around, you know, where we work, you know, which, which office we're in. And in particular, I think not adding friends or connections on social media that we don't necessarily know. Uh, so a lot of a lot of people, and you know, I've been this as well. Uh, you know, start adding adding more people. You know, so someone wants to you know uh, be your friend on Facebook, and you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, look at my numbers; they're increasing. You know, I'm getting, I'm starting to feel popular. But you don't know these people, and you don't know if they're actually there to harm you. But they're using a pseudonym. Um, you know, it's a, you know, someone you've fallen out with in the distant past, and they're there to gather information that they will then dox you with. Rob, I just had a, a quick look at my Facebook that I haven't logged on to for a couple of years, and I, there's so many people I can't remember who they are. So I'm going to go through and cull them all tonight because we don't we didn't think about that, did we? We just thought about oh, let's get friends up, but really, who are they? Yeah, and it's a really good strategy, you know, sort of looking looking at who they are. You know, are we still friends with them? Do we actually really know them? You know, and are these people that we can actually trust with some of the information that we might be putting there? 
time to grab our information back. Uh, great to chat with you, Rob. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. That's uh, Rob Cover, the uh, Professor of Digital Communication and Co-Director of the RMIT Digital Ethnography Research Centre at uh, RMIT University. Joy Drive on Joy 94.9 FM in Melbourne, Joy on your digital radio, iHeartRadio, TuneIn.com or the Joy app. No matter where you are. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.